Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Indeed, there's no one like Jesus. Amen. This morning, we have three very powerful testimonies in the house. Oh, I thought you'd be more excited. It's good to open the year with testimonies. The very first one is by Blessing Jima, and I'm going to read it. Blessing Jima. My name is Blessing Jima, a helper in Kote Center and a communion staff. I have two testimonies. Oh, I thought you would say I'll be there. The first one is about how God saved me from a worldly life. I used to go out with my friends to party and pubs, and we really enjoyed ourselves, and we had boyfriends. Say, miss. I mean, this is blessing, Jima. Okay, so look at her and listen to what I'm reading. I want to repeat, said, I used to go out with my friends to party and pubs, and we really enjoyed ourselves, and we had boyfriends. But since Pastor Hope invited me to church, I have enjoyed a bit of stability in my life. And oh, it's a good place to put your hands together. May someone testify about you in Jesus' name. And may someone be saved because you invited them to church in Jesus' name. I've enjoyed a bit of stability in my life and now I'm happy working in the house of God as a communion star and also helping with work at the Cote Center. My second testimony is about how God has taken care of me this year and helped me to write my BECE. At a point, we struggled for food and certain bills in school, but God was merciful and helped me through. I also had eye problems prior to my BEC, but through the prayers of E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce, I was able to see correctly and write my exams in peace. I'm believing God for very good results. Blessing, we are believing with you for very good results. She says, I'm grateful to God for everything. And I also want to encourage everyone to keep coming to church for every church meeting and also to do something in the house of God because this is what has kept me active in church. Also, let us believe in the prayers of our shepherd, E.S. Joy Philippe Bruce and Bishop Doug and our lives will never be the same. Thank you. Put your hands together and let's appreciate blessing. Amen. Our second testimony is by or from Pastor David. Put your hands together and let's appreciate Pastor David as he brings us his testimony. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Kindly introduce yourself to the church. Okay, my name is David, and I'm a pastor. I'm, I'm a pastor of the prayer of Asanta. And my testimony is God's goodness to me in the year 2021. Last year. Last year. Or let me say, starting from 2020 to 2021. Yeah. So, to quickly go through it. I think I shared a bit of it this morning whilst we're doing the prayers as how I did not get my university degree in um, UDS as at 2012, 2018. After going to school for, for six years, <laughs> actually the course is four years, but I spent another two years chasing after it. It didn't, it didn't succeed. It wasn't successful. Amen. And so my mother, E.S. Joy, asked me to go back to school. Honestly, I was reluctant. But so even I applied, the year she asked me, I applied, but I sat on the, when I got the admission, I sat on it and I didn't go. But I regret it now. Like by now, I finished <laughs> And then, so the next year, I actually did, and then I got KNUST, and I did my degree again, and I finally graduated with a second class upper. A second class upper in development planning. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, finishing national service came in. National service also has its own wahala. And I was dazed and surprised where they posted me to. Before I realized, I was posted to the middle of KJTR to direct traffic. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a funny thing at all. You're wearing uh, this vest and you are shouting at torture drivers and mates, some who threatened to beat you. And it was this corona was, was not gone, and this mate will be shouting and spitting saliva on you, all sorts of things. I remember when I when I get home, I'm like a dead body. And I wasn't happy about it at all. And I told mommy about it. And before I knew it, she organized me out of there. But through it all, I, I had to go and see someone. And when I went to see the person, the person was like, Oh, a pastor. And you are doing no. This job is not good for. Uh, it's not honourable for a pastor at all. <laughs> so go. And so she said, no. Go. Go and serve your God. Go and do your pastoral work. When it's time, come. I'll sign for you, and you have your allowance. Yes. So throughout the national service, I was just doing my pastoral. Then, in other words. <laughs> He served his national service as a pastor. He was being paid by the institution. Do you understand? Then now I needed a job. So I was there and then through, 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 I had to send my application to where I'm working now. But as the application and things was going through, there were skirmishes and difficulties. I had not gotten mommy's prayer yet. So I kept, I think she was not around and some other things. And then, lo and behold, she came. When she came, I think she was just going to her room. And then I reminded her. Then she lifted up her hands and said, wisdom and favor. Immediately after that, I, I had to go for a, a meeting at the workplace where they'll post me and everything. They told me that 
as for the head office forget about it you won't get nobody's being posted at the head office so everybody forget about it you will not get it. yes but lo and behold when i opened my letter it was the head office <laughs> it was the head office and even there they kept saying nobody's being posted here even as we have opened our letter reading it so i was thinking hey are these people what what, what what are they up to what confusion is this they kept saying it that nobody's being posted here and then they started asking okay so everybody mentioned where you are posted and then we got to my turn i mentioned ellis avenue so then the man just he just rolled his eyes he said okay no problem and then that was it and lo and behold i'm still at the head office and i'm working there And this November, we had our monthly, um, yearly review, the year review. And I was surprised that amongst my colleagues and even people who are ahead of me, I did very well. I hit about 90% of my target. And I believe that it's the prayers that mommy just lifted in hands and said wisdom and favor that has helped me throughout all this. And I just want to say a big thank you to God and to our pastor and our mother. God bless you, mommy, so much. Why don't you appreciate Pastor David for a powerful testimony? May God set you apart amongst your colleagues in Jesus' name. Amen. Our last testimony is by Dr. Bunwedi. Please encourage bon Dr. Bunwedi with your hand clap as he brings us his testimony. Hi. Please introduce yourself to us. I'm Isaac and I'm from the uh, Coral Stars Basanta. And I'm also. Where are the Coral Stars? And I'm also a Bowman Academy teacher. This morning, I just want to thank God for his goodness to me and my family. Uh, my testimony is about how the prophecies of our father, Bishop Doug, about uh, you as hearing uh, congratulations throughout 2020 came to pass practically in our lives. Amen. Please, when you say our lives, who are you referring to? Myself and my wife. Wow, put your hands together. Amen. So, the year 2021 did not really begin on a good note. Um, first of all, there were tensions in our marriage. The turmoil was so serious that uh, one of us was even considering to exit. Say God forbid! Hallelujah. And on top of it all, I went to do my PhD for three years and I ended up doing it for almost five years. May God deliver you from doing something over the period. Like if they think it's for one year, you will do it in one year or shorter in Jesus' name. We bind any spirit of delay in Jesus' name. Amen. And I had to come home to finish. The scholarship ended at a point and I had to come home. And instead of coming home with cash, I came home in debt. 
because at a point the scholarship was cut off after three years and the rest of the period that I stayed, I had to depend on credit card. And I came home with debt. So coming home in that situation plus the tensions at home, it wasn't easy at all. It was tensions. But I thank God that we have a father who prays for us and we have a mother and a shepherd who serves as a referee in our marriage. Amen. We visited her at the beginning of the year and she spoke and prayed for us. Amen. The congratulations began after we, we, we had an encounter with her. In May, I received a, a grant from my supervisor, a small grant that helped me to pay the debt. The debt was not in Ghana cities, it was in euros. <laughs> but God made a way. Amen. Meanwhile, by then I had not finished my, my dissertation. Then, in the same May, my wife received an award. She was awarded uh, the best midwife in the Ashanti region. In the same month, I also graduated. I defended, successfully defended my thesis and graduated after five years. Series of congratulations. In the same today. month, she took seat. In September, in September, she received another award. In October, she, she also graduated from a, a, a midwifery program in UCC. And then to crown it all, just last Monday, she, God bless us with a new life, with a bouncing baby girl. And I think congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. And as I'm talking, there is another award awaiting her this evening. Receive your series of congratulations in Jesus' name. Your month of May is coming in Jesus' name. I want to say thank you to God and I also thank our father bishop that for always praying and prophesying into our lives and i want to thank mommy for always being there for us in fact i i i skipped one in september i i was disappointed that my application to become a lecturer at the university didn't go through beyond all reasonable doubts but it happened and i was brokenhearted but mommy comforted me and prayed for me. Between November and December, I was called again by another department at the university and I had gone through the process and I'm just waiting for my appointment. I believe that it will happen practically. What I want to say to us all is that let's stay connected and let's keep doing our best in the house of God and the prophecies will 
practically come to pass in our lives. Amen. Why don't Let's you appreciate Dr. Benwedi for a powerful testimony? This year, you receive a series of congratulations. Each month in this year, you will hear congratulations. In Jesus' name, amen. Times or often, our prophets, Bishop Dag, tells us that what is the life of a cow if he's moving from Tech Junction to a Jusum? By the time he gets to um, Aprade, somebody has killed it for Chinchinga. <laughs> so what is the life of you without a shepherd? How can you get to your destination if you don't have a shepherd? Hallelujah. But today, this morning, God has given you and I a good shepherd. I want you to stand to your feet as our pastor. Your pastor and my shepherd is coming to preach to us, to tell us the word of God. I want you to shout. I want you to clap. Let's receive our pastor. Put your hands together for ES Joy. Of the goodness. It's the first week of the month. Let's give him some praise. Oh my God, you have been faithful. And all my life, you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. Of the goodness of God, I love your voice. You have led me through the fire and the darkest night. You were close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as Sunday of a new year our gratefulness overflows towards you you took us through so many things the ups and the downs thank you for every testimony that we have given and even those we have not given but things that you have done for us we are so grateful 
And thank you that your goodness continues to flow over us, continues to run over us. And because of that, Lord, we know that other things, even things that haven't happened yet, are about to happen. We are so grateful. We give you all the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. Take out your, your Bible. Did you bring your Bible with you? It's a new year. If you don't have a hard Bible, please find one. I beg you. Let's say our confession together. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. Hallelujah. I just feel like we should clap one more time for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Let your clap have some energy in it. Maybe you can add a shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 We give you praise, Lord. We give you thanks, O God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen and amen. I'm sure that for many, if you think back to last year, you can think of one or two or three or four troubles. Hey, ask your neighbor, are you the one they're talking about? One or two or three or four troubles. Hey, but you are here. Oh, you don't get what I'm trying to say. You are where? You are here. It's by his grace. I said it's by his grace. It's by his mercy. And it continues to flow over us. Don't take it for granted. Put your hands together for a moment. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. You may take your seat. Hallelujah. I spent and I'm only going to share the word of God with you for 15 minutes. And the um what should I say? It's important that we begin to understand what this year is all about. Wow. Our theme for this year, year 2022, is our year of seed time and harvest. It's what? Seed time and harvest. If I were you, I would start reminding the Lord about the seeds I've already planted. Because those ones too should start germinating. Or yeah they should start to germinate but today i want to just talk to you about the seed because if you don't understand what a seed is then you may not be ready for the harvest are you here one day we were planting something we planted it and we waited and it never grew until Another colleague coming from the crop institute, we were the animal science institute, this guy was coming from the crop. He said, this particular uh, seed, you've got to do something that we call scarring to it before it will grow. That was to take each seed and take a knife and actually make a scar on the seed. Because when you now plant the seed and, the, and you begin to water it and the outer coat begins to expand like that, then it will crack open along the scar. We had not done that before. 
And so even though we had planted something, we didn't even really know the seed we had planted. And we didn't harvest anything. As soon as he said that, we tried it and it worked. It worked. Mr. Mason, what I'm saying, is it not true that there are some seeds like that? Left? Yeah, we have our own professor of horticulture here. More than one. Are you in the house with me? So I want to talk to you today just about the seed. So that this year, your seed time and your harvest is something which you will not play with because you understand it. Uh-huh. Sometimes you are playing with something, but you don't understand it. Like when you have deseeded your tomatoes and then you just open the door of the kitchen and then you throw out the water with the seed. You have not understood your seed. Because where it will fall, the tomatoes will grow there. <laughs> and before you are aware, your tomatoes are on the road to the, um, the way into the kitchen and you have to remove it before time. If you had known that the seed would germinate, you would have gone to throw it a bit to the side where it can survive. And so today I'm talking to you about the seed. Hallelujah. Oh, are you here or you are tired of my preaching already? Amen. Let's take a look at Genesis chapter 1 verses 11 and 12. The first thing I need to say to you today is that God is the inventor of seeds. And this is his way of creating wealth. He creates wealth primarily by seeds. And let's look at the scripture. Genesis 1, this is when he was creating things. Then he says, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed. Please, can you put these lights off? They're making the reading difficult. And the herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Hallelujah. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? Hello? The oldest source of wealth was in a seed. Instead of having to create and create and create and create and create and create. I don't know what they are putting off over there. I'm asking for these ones facing me to be put off. That's all I'm saying. Because they are just dimming my screen. Hallelujah. So let us understand it. Because when we understand it, then instead of trying to run after the fruit, we will run after the seed. Hello? If you run after the fruit, when you finish eating it, and no, no, no. But if you run after the seed and you plant the seed, you will have enough to eat and to do more things with. So it is important for us to understand what is a seed and what's the nature of that seed and how to handle the seed. Are you with me? Every rich country that you look at, they don't joke with seeds. No, it's true. May God grant you the opportunity to fly and keep flying. Yeah. You will notice in almost every single rich country, as you come down to a place, a level where you can see, you discover that the whole land, anywhere that there's not a house or an industry, is divided into patches of land and things are grown there. And every poor country, 
that you will fly over. Bush, virgin land for it, that's all. Planted nothing. Planted nothing. If you plant nothing, what do you reap? You see, you can start to give reasons. We will even start from the government. We will start from where? The white man. When we finish the white man, then we say the government. When we finish the government, then we say what? Our grandmother, the house we are from. When we finish that one, we say our village. But you see, you can give reasons and reasons and it will only tie you in one place. Or you can also just acknowledge the truth of something and begin to work in the other way. And what we are saying is that every place where you see that they have a lot of money, they have planted a lot of seeds. Ask your neighbor, where are your seeds? Amazing that you are a little quiet. Now, the second thing I want to say to you about the seed, which is just continuing the point, is that a seed gives you the right to a legal harvest. A seed. It gives you a right to a legal harvest. Some habits are illegal. If you write a contract for road and then you collect 20%, it's illegal. So you have a harvest, but it's an illegal harvest. <clears throat> so, neighbor, I didn't mention your name, so just look straight and smile. <laughs> just look straight and smile. Are you there? Genesis 8.22 Genesis 8.22 Let's take a look at another scripture. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. I'm interested in the first part. This is one of the promises of God's covenants to us. And this is Covenant Sunday. This is a time when we revise and review promises that God has made to us. And he said, I have a promise that I will make to you. And one of the promises is that there will always be seed time and harvest. If you want a harvest, please plant some seed. I notice, for instance, that people are often, uh, what should I say? They speak a lot of negative and they say, eh, this pastor, he didn't have anything. Now, he has this and that and that and that and that and he's become very wealthy and taking people's money. I don't know what you are talking about. I don't know whether you have gone to do an investigation. But what I do know is that if I take my life to plant a seed, I will harvest it. So when I'm harvesting, don't you dare say anything because you don't know what I planted. Have you seen that you are quiet now? I have planted a seed. I used my life to plant a seed. You decided that you will not plant that seed. You said you will serve God, but you will also keep the job that you like. I planted the job I liked. So if now God is blessing me, why are you now saying that we like money, we have taken your money? And many of those who are speaking to, they don't pay tithe. And they are offering to, please, how much was your offering that you put inside the basket today? Hey. The church has become very quiet all of a sudden. Hey. Bishop Steve is one of the major bishops in Accra. He was the head of Merchant Bank in this city. Yeah. And he sold it 
to become a full-time pastor. If God blesses him, why are you angry? If he was looking for money, would he not have stayed where he was? Reverend Dr. Go, who was here, he's a, re- a specialist radiologist by profession. That's a doctor of a certain class. His mates are paid thousands of dollars in laboratory. So if he sows it and God blesses him, why are you talking? Our own father, Bishop Dag. He's a medical doctor. His entire class, not one of them is in Ghana. His entire class. All of them, they are working. Specialists here, this year, this year, this year. If he took his profession and sold it at a time when the church was just some few nurses, they were all students. If he's now reaping a harvest, why are you complaining? The church has become very quiet. You are very quiet. My archbishop husband. If he sold it, he is also a qualified pharmacist. If he took it and he sold it and he's ripping it, why are you saying that? Hey, it's people's money. You see, people who speak like that, it is faith they don't have a word of God they don't know. So you better straighten up yourself now and decide what you are going to follow. Not only that, after we finish sowing our lives away, we have also sown our first son. Go to a poverty stricken country like Malawi and go and do church work there. At least by this time, we should have been collecting some money. Oh? So if we have sown even our first child, should we not reap a harvest? And if we have added second and third, should we not reap a harvest? But when God is blessing you, you now be standing somewhere and saying that you see, oh, these pastors, they don't care for their people. They have collected their money. Please, I have not collected your money. How you are a salary breaker? That's how I'm a salary breaker. But I'm paid by the church. That's all. Allow me to preach. Because when people begin to lose their faith, they speak in a certain way. When you plant a seed, it's a, it's a move of faith. It is saying that I'm going to take this seed that I could have eaten. And I'm going to put it in the ground. I'm going to give it away. I will not look at it. It's going to fall there and die. How do you think the feeling is when your son texts you and says that Charlie, there is no food in my house and my bank account is dry. Meanwhile, you've sent him to school. He has the ability to work here. It's a seed. But the scripture says, unless the seed fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. It abides. Instead of complaining about somebody, think about your own seed. What have you planted? What have you planted? If at the end of the month you say that, oh, I will go to church four Sundays, eh? They'll take two offering. Okay, first offering, one city, second offering, one city. That's two cities. So two times four, eight, ten cities. That's my offering for the month. Meanwhile, it's not that you have a salary, but you have decided that you will give God ten. Then don't complain. When you have a colleague who says that, me too, my money is not a lot. But first, let me take off my 10%. After I am done, let me give God a worthy offering. When you are reaping, do you expect to reap the same? I'm just asking a question. Do you expect to reap the same? The church has become quiet. Mm. <clears throat> I'm just 
trying to organize it so that we understand well. Uh huh. So that you understand it well. Hey. Hmm. Ah. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Yeah. And that has to do this one we are talking about. You see, you notice that I'm speaking not only about money. When I talk about the sowing of a life, when you sow a life, it means you give it away. Whatever should happen, should happen. That's all. Whatever should happen, should happen. If I want to go and visit, if you want to go and visit in Malawi, we'll take one day Kumasi Accra. Then Accra Addis. Kumasi Accra, you sleep. That's one night. Accra Addis Ababa, you sleep two nights. Addis Ababa Antananarivo, you have arrived in Madagascar three nights. You wake up in Antananarivo, you pick a bus, you travel 13 hours. Take us four days to reach there. Where he has gone. Are you there? But you want to go to Abrochre? No, no, no. Allow me to say it. Allow me to say it. So you must know what seed you have sown. Just go and call somebody from their house here. You can't go. Just be a basenta leader. Some of you have been in the church all this time. Just use your life to just organize one human being's life. Just help one human being. You cannot. Then you are screaming about, eh, God is not fair. Where is your seed? Where is your harvest? And you see me, I don't like the way people are. Are you not a people? Are you not also a person? Did God not make somebody like you? How come you don't have anything in you to like another human being? You see, human beings, the way they are, no? When you're human being, where are they? Ask your neighbor if you are not a human being, what are you? Are you in the house or you have traveled? You see how people are. People are very wicked. The next time you say that, remember it applies to you. People are wicked. You are also wicked. I'm your pastor, I should know. Hey. The church has become quiet. But if you want a harvest, and as for this year, my prayer is that you will have a harvest. But as I pray for your harvest, I need you to understand that you must sow some seeds. So what are the seeds? Let me give you a few examples. You know, our father gave us some, but I'm adding some. Are you here? Do you know that kindness is a seed? Just to be kind to somebody. Kindness is a seed. There are some people in this church. Every time the young people want to do something, then they locate you. Please, I want to go on a camp. I want to go on what again? A trip. I want to. The children are not related to you. I want a costume. I want a something. I cannot afford it. They are nothing to you. Then you take, you know, when I say nothing to you, not related to you by blood. But then you come, you take out money that you'd have used for something. You give it to them and you pay. It's a kindness. It is a seed. It is a seed. 
Because you didn't know it was a seed, you just did it and you went away. But I'm here to tell you today that it is a seed. When you plant a seed, you need to expect a harvest in order to get the harvest. If I plant maize and I don't know that it's maize and I plant it on the carpet and I walk away, when it bears fruit, I'm not even there to look for it. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 8. Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bound or free, whether you are a slave or a free person. Are you there? And you receive it from the Lord, not from the person to whom you did it. Amen. Kindness is a good deed. And you may be thinking that, oh, it's not important. It is very, very, very important. Very important, especially in today's world where people are so wicked. Hmm. Are you there? Somebody comes, I can't pay my school fees. Can you help me? And you can help, and you do. It is a good deed. Or you don't get it. It is a good deed. And the Bible says that whatever good thing that you do, you will receive it again, not from the person you did it necessarily. But from the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said what? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Push your neighbor and say, I'm going to be kinder. I'm going to be kinder. I'm going to do better. I want to talk to you about another seed, and I'm ending on this one. Words are a seed. Hey. Words. They are a seed. If you are going to continue knocking your child's head and saying you are a very stupid child, what will you get? What will you get? You will harvest a stupid child. <laughs> and but pastor is very stupid. Okay, keep going. No problem. No problem. I know people who are parents. Then you look at your daughter and say, "I shower." It's exactly that that she will be when she becomes a prostitute. Don't blame anybody. Just blame yourself. You spoke it because words are seeds. When God the Father wanted to create the earth, He didn't come down and then say, "Let me start with a tree and let me start." No, what did He do? He spoke. Give me the scripture. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Yeah. When he wanted light, he just said it. Light came. Amen. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Do you think that just means that as I hang my tongue out? No. (laughs) It is by the tongue that words are spoken. If something happens to your tongue, you are not able to speak. Yes. Are you there? And so that death and life is because words are in the tongue. Am I talking to somebody today? Words. What have you been using your mouth to say? This year, I want you to make up your mind to plant only good seed. Amen? You see, Sometimes when you look at your life, you wonder whether something has been set up against you. I don't know if you understand what I mean. You remember Dr. Bonetti's testimony? He says that one, two, three, you see the things and as they are coming, it's like so many not good things are coming. 
And, and the temptation, or what normally happens is that we give those things power over our lives by what we say. Everything that I read doesn't work. Any guy who comes my way, he goes away, he doesn't marry me. You see, you are using your words to give life to something that is negative. But if you change it, if you what? If you change it, and if you begin to say other things, it will happen. It will happen. Use your mouth to be thankful. Thankfulness alone brings a lot of things. Yeah. Use your mouth to say good things. Hey. Yeah, my pastor, it's not easy. We are not discussing the easiness. Nobody said it is easy. And sometimes when you look at the child, you really want to knock the child and say, you are a stupid child. (laughs) And it is true. Sometimes what the child has done is very stupid. But you want to have a harvest in some years to come. So hold your tongue. Tell your neighbor, hold your tongue. Hold it. Hold it. Hey. Hold it. Hold your tongue. And rather speak gracious words. You will discover that you will reap it back. You, will reap. you don't have any friends. Maybe you have not sown any good words. Maybe. Maybe. Hey. Your husband doesn't like you. Maybe you have not sown any good words. Nobody likes a person who is always finding fault and saying negative things. He arrives now you do every day. You don't do this. You never do that. You always do. You never do. You never do. You never do. Never do. Never, 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 never. As you are speaking, the never, the never into is happening. Husband, tell her that the food is nice. Even when it's not so true. Yes. No, you see, sometimes you can say something without lying. Or you can say, oh, I really appreciate the effort. You have not said the food is nice. What have you done? You have appreciated the effort. Are you lying? You are not lying. Yeah. Thank you for trying to make my special food for me. Thank you for cooking every day. It's just, it's nice. It's nice. Thank you. Because since I married you, I've stopped eating on the streets. Mm. Are you in the church? What is happening as you are speaking, eh? You are bringing better things. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. I have four men in my life, my husband and three sons. Oh, <laughs> out of the four of them, there's one of them in particular who would always say things. Are you there? Hey, my mother's chicken, dear Charlie. Only that one. Yeah. Hey, my mother's this. He's the I realize that when he is coming home, I go and do special shopping. Yeah. It's not that I don't like the other so, but it's just the effect of the words. You see, I didn't realize, yeah, at a point I realized that no, when this guy is coming, that's when I will just kills. The rest of the day, the other day I will honor up. Yeah. But just because, just because of the, what, the appreciative words, it yields something in me. Yeah. So even if I'm very, very tired, I'll still get up and go and do this, 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 because the person will speak. Maybe the others appreciate it, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey. Hey. Maybe they're always giving you burnt food. Could it be that it's your words? 
Shabaya Makabayaba. Hey. Hey. Are you in the church? Are you in the church? At least it's not other women only that you should be telling that they look nice. <clears throat> tell your wife that she's looking nice. Many men, you don't tell your wife. You tell another woman. Uh, um, <clears throat> if I want to cause trouble right now, I will ask the wives in the house. Did they tell you today that you are looking nice? You will see that all hands will be down. But if I ask the lady pastors, have some of our male members told you today that you are looking nice, you will see that all the hands will be up. Shabaya. If you are sitting by a lady, ask her, did your husband tell you today that you are looking nice? And if you are sitting by a lady pastor, ask her, did somebody here tell you that you are looking nice? Should I keep his he was about to man not not <laughs> hallelujah amen this morning I'm actually going to have to end now, but I want you to tend to somebody sitting by you and just say a kind word. It can just be I'm happy to sit by you. I thank God that we have crossed into year 2022 together just just say something nice as i'm standing here i'm looking at you i'm happy to see you in church today and i bless god for your life and i thank you that we are in the same family hallelujah amen hallelujah we're going to plant good seeds this year i said we're going to plant what good seeds. The last seed I'm talking about, I'm starting, I won't finish, is the word of God. The word of God. It's a powerful seed. It's a mighty seed. The word of God. The word of God is powerful. Take us to Hebrews. It's powerful. And it is, it is, it is a real thing. Are you there? The Bible says it is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. You know, the word of God is a powerful thing and it's also a seed. The Bible says the sower sows the seed and it explains that he sowed the word of God. The word of God in your life is a seed. And as you water daily reading that word, it begins to grow something in your life. Amen. Something that will take you to a good harvest. Next week, we'll be talking more about the seed of the word of God. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this afternoon. Just bow down your head and just take a few minutes to thank God. Thank him. Thank him. And to say some good words to God. He also wants to hear good words. Oh yes. He wants to hear that you love him. 
He wants to hear that you care for him. He wants to hear that your hand is stretched out over his life. He wants to hear something good. Thank you for changing our lives. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for loving us, oh God, and taking care of us. Oh, we are so grateful. Oh, we are so grateful, Lord. We give you praise. We give you praise. We love you, Lord. Oh yes, Lord. We give you thanks for another year. We thank you, Lord, for seed time and harvest time. We thank you, Lord, that every delayed harvest is coming up now. It is a present harvest and we're going to reap of it. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. Hallelujah. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed this afternoon, one of the seeds that is important that you sow is a seed into eternal life. And you sow that seed by receiving the Lord Jesus Christ when you are alive. You receive him as your Lord and your Savior. He is the one who taught us that we need to be born again. And he shares with us in Romans 10, 9 and 10 that what we believe in our hearts, we need to speak it with our mouth. We need it to become a seed and so we are saved. You may be here today, you've not given your life to Jesus before. Or you didn't understand what you did. Or you did it and things have changed such that you are not sure of your standing with God then I want to have an opportunity to bring you back to the Lord. I want to have an opportunity to lead you to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to plant the seed into your future. You want to do it now. You want to lift up your right hand, we'll pray together. You are here, you want to give your life to Jesus. Just lift up your right hand. Just lift up, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. Lift it up. Lift it up. Those young ladies talking at the end, they should stop it. You want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you have not lifted your hand, but you want to pray. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. Just come. We're going to pray together. Just come. You want to give your life to Jesus. It's a seed into eternal life. A seed into your future. Just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you. I believe that there are at least two more. You are here. You are just not sure. Maybe you are even doing something. You are even a dancer, a worker in the church. Something, but you are just not sure. Come, let us pray together. You are not sure that if you die today, you die tomorrow, or Jesus is to come today. You are not sure if you are going with him. Please, come. Let us start this new year in a good way. And brother, as we stand, let us pray. Join us and pray, pray with us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me with your blood. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much 
for this young man who has come on this first Sunday of the new year to give his life to you. May he never regret it. Lift him up, bless him, help him, and let this year be a special year in his life. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S. God richly bless you.